Welcome to another episode of the NYC Godcast. Mm -hmm. Ooh, that was fun. Okay. <laughs> Please, it's different. Jamie's is the same. I know. Every I, single time. I wanted to do something. Yeah, that, that was pretty crazy. I, I, that was, you know, I will stuff. say that was something. <laughs> <laughs> I have accomplished what I've set out yep. to do. Well, Let's go uh, home. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> so this month, uh, today's just kind of a relaxed, laid back uh, podcast ish that's what we're doing here and i'm gonna punch you a little bit i don't um, think this is relaxed so this month <laughs> this month we uh have been looking at the cost of christianity yep obviously the month of april uh you know a lot of people our our hearts and our minds turn to easter mm -hmm. and the cross and 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 the resurrection um and and we've obviously talked about that this month too last mm -hmm. week we spent mm -hmm. a whole episode on it um i guess what we want to talk about today is just like personally the cause for christianity yeah. uh so we started way back at the beginning of the month with uh cain and abel and how mm -hmm. uh, there was an acceptable sacrifice and not acceptable sacrifice and the one that was acceptable was costly right yep then we went to the commandments and how the the whole law of the old testament was just bloody and gory and required so much expense on the part of the people and then we looked at the cross right how god had this uh plan that he was willing to pay the price uh, for us to be Christians, for us to have a relationship with him. Yep. And so now we fast forward, right? We fast forward to our modern day. Uh, we're not slaughtering animals. Nope. People aren't on crosses anymore that I know of um, that Maybe we don't somewhere. see. Yeah. Anyways. Uh, and so this is what I want us to grasp today. What's that cost for you? Mm -hmm. um, we've talked about a Salma on here, but there's no such thing as a version of Christianity that's not costly. Yeah. By definition. Um, by definition, Christianity is to do what Christ did. And so what did Christ do? Christ paid the price. And so therefore, if you have Christianity, it's going to be pricely, yep. price, pricey, pricely, pricey, costly, costly, pricey. And so being a Christian, mm -hmm. being saved is not bowing down at an altar. Yep. It's not crying a tear. Mm -hmm. It's not saying the ABCs of, of salvation, conversion. It's not being baptized. What is it to be a Christian? A Christian is a person who has given their full, given their all, given themselves to God. Yeah. Uh, Paul writes that it's being a living sacrifice. It's laying yourself on the altar, mm -hmm. uh, willing to pay that price of all of you for all of him. Yep. And so the sad irony is that we've forgotten altogether that that is required in Christianity. Yeah. A lot of times we hear, uh, you know, pastors or preachers, and we get to these verses that are uncomfortable about taking up your cross, about dying mm -hmm. daily, we kind of sweep it under the religious rug, like trying to forget that you it's say in it there. really quickly. And then yeah, say it really quickly. Or we metaphorically explain it away. Like, mm -hmm. yeah. that means, no, yeah. Jesus didn't stutter. In fact, Jesus put verses like, uh, take up your cross and follow me, uh, lay down your life and lose it. He used those as his proclamation, right? As his marquee, as his attraction, as his mm -hmm. big slogan yeah. to sell the world on. That yeah. was his, well, I shouldn't say that. That'd be a bad example. I'm glad I stopped where I did. Uh, <laughs> and yet we use it as fine print yep. or as something excusable, right? Yep. Listen, being a Christian is not a social club. It's not a nifty name tag. It's not a Jesus fish on your bumper sticker. It's not a Bible mm -hmm. verse on Facebook. Being a Christian is being a, is defined biblically by being a person who does what Christ did. What did Christ do? He paid the price. Yep. He counted he the everything. cost. He gave it all. Mm -hmm. And so by definition, being a Christian is doing just that. It's giving all of you to all of him. Mm -hmm. I, I feel like as I say these words, like that seems so foreign in the day we live in. Mm -hmm. It seems so lost. 
And yet it's so saturated in the Bible and so important. And it really is the only way to unlock really the rest of scripture. And so to neglect that is kind of a problem. And so again, not to be harsh, but by mere deduction, by near reasoning, if your life does not look and sound and act like Jesus, then can you define yourself as a Christian by definition? I would say no. I mean, if it looks like a duck, walks like a duck. Jesus, right? It's a duck. It's (laughs) it's you're losing "Mm." the metaphor. (laughs) (laughs) It's so again, if you don't look like Jesus, and if you don't talk like Jesus, and you don't sound like Jesus, and you don't smell like if your life is not what Jesus would be like, can you call yourself a Christian? Ask yourself, because by definition, a Christian is a person like Jesus. Yeah, it's literally, 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 Christ-like is what Christianity means. And so again, Jesus lived a very expensive life. We looked at this last week. He paid mm-hmm. a very pricely, pricey, there I go again. Mm-hmm. He he lived very expensively. Mm-hmm. We find him laying down his life, laying down his will, laying down his desire uh, before the cross. So last week we talked about the cross. Before the cross, Jesus is in the garden and he's praying. And Jesus says, not my will, yeah. but your will be done. What's that tell us? It tells us that Jesus actually had a will of his own yeah. mm-hmm. that he laid down in order to get God's will. Jesus said, the disciples come to Jesus, they're like, Jesus, 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 teach us how to pray. Why are they making the Mickey Mouse version. Uh, and so they're like, Jesus, teach us how to pray. What does Jesus say? This is how you are supposed to pray. Thy God, thy mm-hmm. kingdom come, thy God, your will be done. Mm-hmm. Have we forgotten that? Yeah. Like, I've heard that quoted my whole life. I've heard, us, you know, in Sunday school, you learn how to say that. Mm-hmm. A lot of churches repeat that religiously. Do you actually know what those words mean? Mm-hmm. Not my will. You are be done. Your kingdom come. Your will be done. That's what Jesus says to do. Uh, we read in the book of John, right? Talked about this a little bit last week. But Jesus only said what the Father said to say. Jesus only went where the Father said to go. Jesus only did what the Father said to do. Why? Because the life of Jesus was a expensive life. It was a costly life. It was a life laid down in order to do God's will at all times. And so... This is the reason that Jesus gets up on a soapbox, right? He publicly declares, he publicly warns before all of his onlookers that there is a cost to consider in Christianity. Before you sign the waiver, before you're dunked in the water, before you pray the prayer, before your knees hit the altar, before you raise your hand in altar call, there is a cost to consider here. Pay attention. There's a cost to what you're about to do. And it's really, again, it's really apparent in our modern day that we've neglected that aspect of Christianity. Yeah. Well, you're not saying that to somebody when they're on the altar. I mean, think of how many, I mean, I have probably literally sat under a million altar calls in my mm-hmm. life, a very short life. Have you ever heard a preacher ever say that? And I'm not, I'm not bashing preachers, no. but no. do you see how the effect of that is being felt? We have Christians full of their own will, mm-hmm. Christians who are living for their own selves, mm-hmm. neglecting the will, neglecting the life of God that he has for them. And the reason is they're sold on this version of Christianity with no cost. Well, I, well, think, like that, even, I think that's like uh, COVID proved that. Yeah, yeah absolutely. That's why the church has been wiped out and stuff, because what they had didn't last through COVID yeah. mm-hmm. through churches closing and everything else that they right. were sold a cheap inversion that just wasn't enough. Yeah. Well, if you ever notice, like whenever, um, I don't know if anybody's been like an altar worker or if they've ever like been next to somebody that's doing an altar mm-hmm. work, like they're never, they're always saying, well, do you believe you took your sins away? 
Do you believe right. that? But they don't ever say, are you ready to change your life? Are you like, ready to give this, him your this life? This is a yeah. new, like, if you don't change, this is a, this is a life-changing situation. This isn't yes. just a whatever. No one's saying that. Everyone's like, do you feel like he took your sins away? Because you could feel like he took your sins away, but if you're not willing to back it up with any change. And so, again, we kind of sell salvation on this. What do I get? Give me, give yeah. me instead of give, give. And, again, Jesus said, I've come not to be served but to serve. I've come to give my life. And, and that's what Paul teaches, right? Give our lives as a living sacrifice. We've turned Christianity inward when it's always been meant to be outward. It's meant to be a poured out life. And so it's so apparent, right, that in our pulpits, in our churches, we've just swept the cost of Christianity under the rug. We've reinterpreted these words with wishful thinking. It, he didn't actually mean what he said. And so we look around at, at the Christians around us and we find this version of Christianity that is not costly. Yes. We find a Christianity that lacks commitment, mm -hmm. a Christianity that lacks transformation, yeah. a Christianity that lacks the power of God that's been made available to man. Why? Because we've not counted the cost. Yeah. And quite frankly, because of all of that, what we find today in our modern world is a Christianity that does not work. Yeah. I don't care if you're a pastor. I don't care if you're a deacon. I don't care if you're a Sunday school teacher. I don't care if you're a parent or if you're youth. If you are claiming Christ, but there's not a cost associated with that, mm -hmm. you are lacking the very life he came to give you. Yeah. We find a version of Christianity that is not costly. It's not expensive. And so it's infringing on the identity he comes to give us. And so uh, Jesus, I think you read this a couple of weeks ago, um, but Jesus in Luke 14, he gives this parable. Uh, which it's one of those parables where I think a lot, like it's not one you hear used a lot. Cause it's mm -hmm. like, eh, what? <laughs> he gives this parable. And then in this parable, there's these people who are so, uh, busy in their own lives. Mm -hmm. So uh, there's this King, it's, it's the King and the banquet parable. And Jesus says, there's this King and he's going to throw a banquet. And he says, go invite all of my friends. He tells the servant, go invite all my friends. So the servant goes down and starts inviting the King's friends and, and, and they find the ones busy with this and the mm -hmm. ones to doing this and the ones occupied with this. And, and so the servant comes back to the king, says, all your friends are busy. They're all, they're all consumed with their own life. They're all too busy with their own will. Mm -hmm. The king is furious. He says, fine then. Go out to the highways and the hedges. Go find people willing to come to my banquet and bring them in. What is Jesus saying in this parable? Jesus is saying, if you're too full of yourself, mm -hmm. if you're too full of your own will, your own life, your own desires, there's not a place at his table. Yep. And so after that parable, this is what Jesus says. Rachel just read this for us a few weeks ago. This is what Jesus says next, right after this parable in Luke 14. If any man come to me and hate not his father and his mother and his wife and his children and his brethren and his sisters, yea, and his own life also, pause. He cannot be my disciple. Mm -hmm. Don't you wish Jesus would have stuttered a little bit there? <laughs> like Porky Pig it up right there. Like just like, uh, don't you wish he'd have beat her on the bush or like metaphorically reinterpreted the message Bible right there? Like <laughs> Jesus says, if you do not hate those people, if you do not hate your own life, mm -hmm. you can't be my disciple. It's not up for negotiation. Yep. It's not up for conversation. It's not up for debate. You can't be my disciple. And it's not maybe you could, like you might be able to, yeah. just cannot. Cut dry. Black and white. You cannot be my disciple unless you lose your life. Mm -hmm. He goes on and says, whoever uh, does not bear their cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. So he says it again. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> like, 
again, like it's so blatant and so, ooh, so uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And yet we've totally neglected that. Twice within a couple of verses, Jesus says, you cannot be my disciple. What is the method of all churches today? Let them all come in, do whatever. I mean, if we got to do, if we got to paint the walls orange, if we got to bring in whatever we have to do, do whatever it takes to get them to come in and make them happy, keep them happy. The bigger the crowd, the better. And Jesus does not have that approach. In fact, Jesus actually sent people away. In fact, Jesus actually had people walk away from his ministry. Why? Because he said, there's a a cost to be counted. Mm -hmm. He says, you cannot be my disciple unless you hate your own life and you hate your own family and you, you hate your desires in your life compared to him. You cannot be my disciple. Unless you take up your cross and crucify who you are and pick up who I am. Mm-hmm. Jesus goes on from saying, you cannot be my disciple. You cannot be my disciple. And he says these words in verse 28. For which of you intending to build a tower sitteth not down first and counteth the cost, mm-hmm. whether you have sufficient funds to finish it. He goes on from here to talk about the, uh, the going to war analogy. Mm-hmm. Again, he's saying count the cost before you ever pray, before you ever consider yourself a Christian, before you make a proclamation, before you admit, before you try to get your sins forgiven, before you do any of that, count the cost. What's the cost? Your life. Mm-hmm. This is so foreign. (laughs) This is so foreign. And yet Jesus, you literally use this as his public proclamation, his marquee. So that's all of my teaching. I got that (laughs) on my system. But I guess what I wanted to just bring up today is this. What's that look like for you guys? Like, I, I... I feel like you guys are some of the more mature Christians that I know and I've ever met. Oh, no. You that tells you the state of the world, yes. Our standards in, have lowered. I live in a closet of one. Um, <laughs> I don't even know what that means, but uh, I, I said it. And so... Uh, it must be true. <laughs> but, like, what does that mean for you guys? Like, we are bad as Christians to metaphoricalize things away. Yeah. And yet I think there's a reality to this component. Like we're not saying, Jane, when you get done here, I want you to go bind your hands and your feet mm-hmm. and go hop on an altar and light it oh, on fire. Okay. Like that's not what we're talking about. <laughs> yeah, Those like, that would be amusing. Like, <laughs> but there is a cost to yes, be counted. So, so what yeah. does that look like in your life and reality? Well, I think the first, like first we need to realize that everybody's cost looks different. Mm-hmm. So I think that's the main issue between, uh, religions and what we have as a relationship with God. Mm-hmm. Um, you are not going to be cookie cutter. Right. It's not going to be a list. Right. There's a reason why we have a relationship with him. So you're going to have to be close to him. Yes, there's going to be things that like all Christians have to follow. You know, we can't just kill people <laughs> randomly. Oh. You know what I mean? <laughs> Whoopsie. Like, you know what I mean? Worrying. Like there's different yeah. things that we're called to be, but like the extra things on top of that, the things that you're giving your life to or giving up in your life that God wants are all going to look different for everybody. Yeah. And so I think that's where people get exhausted yeah. is because they're like, well, I don't know what God wants for me. Well, yeah. if you're close to him and you're in his word and you're praying and you're talking to him, you're going to know exactly yeah. what he yeah. wants. I think we totally as humans have a list tendency. Oh, yes. Like formula even in based. School, yeah, formula mm-hmm. based. We are so just like, all right, tell me what A, a plus B equals. Yeah. Like right. that's all I want. If I'll I do read, it. If I read two chapters, then yeah, I'm good. Then I'll, you know I mean? Jesus is like, no, if you had that, you don't need me. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. If you have a formula, you don't need faith. Like literally that's what the Bible says. And yeah. so, Lists don't cut it. Right. No. It's a relationship yeah. mm-hmm. where what he says he wants, he gets. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think that it's, I think most of the time we, we think of like, it's going to be something big. Like yeah. I'm going yeah. to have to go sacrifice my life. I'm going to have to be a missionary. I'm going to have mm-hmm. to be like, we want the big stuff. Like it, that's obvious. Yeah. But for me, I've not gone and done like real missionary work. I've yeah. not given my life in those kinds of ways, but God works in me and all the little ways in my yeah. life yes. that I get to give up. So 
for camp, I remember, I think it was white flag faith. Cause I think that was like my first year really getting in and doing so much stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and I just, I didn't spend any time with CJ that summer. I didn't spend any time with the kids and I just felt like so given. And I was mm-hmm. like, but I'm giving it to Jesus. That's good. Right. And I just felt so spent and like, I miss my family. I miss everything. And at camp, I just felt God say, this was why yeah. seeing all the kids come to the altar, seeing the worship, like this was why. So that was kind of maybe a more of a, a bigger yeah. giving my life to him. Yeah. But even I think, um, included in this would be, you know, when the kids are frustrating me and I just want to yell at them, yeah. mm-hmm. you can't dying to myself yep. and be like, now show them mercy. When Absolutely. I want to go sulk because CJ didn't bring me home a nice coffee. Oh, uh, so I want to sulk for that reason too. <laughs> right now, in fact. Uh, but just not giving in to yourself and dying and even in those little decisions, I think is included yeah. in these. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that really is like probably some of the best advice you could give a Christian. Like I... When you're on the altar, you don't a lot of times have time to tell your whole life story, what this is going to look like. But really, that's that's really, I would say, what this really means more than anything is probably Mm -hmm. just giving his way when you want your way. Yeah. So when CJ doesn't bring you iced coffee or when the kids, the wife and girl, leave uh, (laughs) dirty socks all over the floor or when they, you know, the sink's full of dishes and you're tired or when whatever it is, when things don't go the way you want Saying, you know what, Jesus, I'd rather have your will than my will mm-hmm. right now. And reacting the way that he would react. Literally letting his life be your life. Yep. That yep. is it. Um, and so what I think happens is like the more you do that, it's almost like a snowball effect. Yep. Like yeah, that's that, what I was going to say. That keeps yeah. getting bigger mm-hmm. and bigger and bigger. To but the it doesn't point. seem as much. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It, it, it the more you do it, it doesn't seem as much. they kind of like they're more obvious. Like the more yeah. you're reading, the more yeah, you're yep. praying, the closer you are to him, the more obvious it is like, no, I'm not going to, that would be dumb to do that. I want to do this. Exactly. You know? And I think too, like the Holy spirit really does a great job at his job. Mm-hmm. He's, he's good yeah. at what he does. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like he'll prick things that didn't hurt before. Mm-hmm. So I'll be like, uh, maybe it's the sulking, maybe it's the complaining, maybe mm-hmm. it's the thoughts, whatever it is. And he'll just be like, yeah, that I want that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, if my life is a living sacrifice, if my life is a life of surrender, giving who I am to who he is, then when he says, he taps me on the shoulder and says, I want that, you have to give it to mm-hmm. him. And that, that giving motion, that doing what he wants instead of what you want, that is the cost. Yep. That's the expense we're talking about. We're not talking about going out and hopping on an altar, get penguin. Yeah. We're not talking <laughs> about going and sacrificing a lamb, what we're talking about is your life, the things you want to do, laying your will down. That's the cost Mm -hmm. of Christianity because the only way to get his life, that's what the Bible says we Mm -hmm. have is his life. The only way to get his life is to lay down your life. That's what Mm -hmm. Jesus says, right? Whoever loses their life will find it. Whoever finds their life will lose it. Did you have something? I was just going to say, like, because I didn't, <laughs> my first thing wasn't really what Are I, you going to try again? I we'll accept that. <laughs> One more time. It was okay, but you could do better. No, this is, so, like, for me, a big, like, thing I can think about in my life, like, obviously, there's, like, little things that he changes and wants from me on a daily basis. But one big thing that I have, like, I guess would be a sacrifice, if you want to call it, is I don't, I quit work at a certain time to work fully on camp. And so um, I only work from, like, August to April. And then after that, I work on camp stuff. So I give up a job to be able to go over there and do these things. Now, I'm not saying everybody needs to do that. Not everyone can just quit their job and be off for three months, but God has allowed me to be able to do that. And I think that's one of the things that you have to be in tune with, because again, not everybody can just do that. (laughs) That could be a problem for some people. That could be a problem for somebody. But if that's what God wants you to do, then you have to do that. And I got to say, not to give her a big head, I'll look at you as I say it, <laughs> but that really impresses me that she does that. Uh, obviously, it means a lot to me because we need her. We need her. <laughs> <laughs> but that impresses me. Um, 
to give you a little backstory, she actually works for my wife. Mm-hmm. Ironically, we both, uh, me and my wife, argue over who gets her during those months. Uh, we really do. Jenny's like, I want her to stay. I mean, and she she is very, they they want her bad where she works. She has very high pork. Uh, <laughs> uh, anyway. <laughs> But she they very much want her there. They were they would very much do whatever it takes to get her there, and she has told them, I know where I need to be. That's impressive. I don't know many Christians who would do that. And that to me speaks to a heart that's surrendered. <laughs> Doing the hard I mean, she's literally giving up a well-paid Comfy yeah. job, yeah, out of cushy job, uh, in air condition yeah. with lots of food all the time. Yeah. Uh, for no pay, sweat and labor, extensive over like it doesn't make a lot of sense, James. <laughs> and yet, that's what it's all about being a Christian. It's paying that price. Jesus says, I want those two months. Yeah. And Jamie says, I'll pay that price. Mm-hmm. That's what Christianity is. And about, I've folks. noticed that it's easier. Than yeah. the other way around because I'm not miserable in yeah. it. Does that make sense? I can remember uh, you brought up camp. Um, I can remember this so, so, so vividly on multiple occasions. It's not always been camp, but I mean, it's always been camp. <laughs> but there have been other times outside of camp that it's happened too. But I can remember like after totally expending myself, um, giving all that my body had, all that my mind had, all that my voice had, all mm-hmm. giving my all to the Lord. Mm-hmm. I can remember clawing my way to my bed at that night mm-hmm. and just laying there not really sleeping and just like that that feeling of all the weight coming mm-hmm. off your feet and you just sink into the bed and like then you gotta get back up <clears throat> yeah eventually <laughs> and then the alarm to- goes off <laughs> <laughs> but i remember doing that and just like i can't sleep and i'm just laying there thinking i am so exhausted this feels so good yeah like this is so worth it mm-hmm. this is satisfying like i you know what I mean? Like yeah. there is something so sweet about surrender, so sweet about expending yourself, so mm-hmm. sweet about paying a price to do his will. Yeah. We talk about this um, a lot at our church, and we've not really talked about this on the podcast. Uh, we've been going through a series in our Sunday school class for three years now. It's a little bit of a long series. I feel uh, like there's been longer than that. <laughs> and I feel like it's been 40 years, which is <laughs> anyways. Um, but this is kind of the premise of it. God does not have a physical body here on earth. Mm -hmm. At one time he did. Jesus was here. Mm -hmm. Jesus was the physical body of God. Jesus is not here yet. I didn't pass him on the sidewalk. If you did, don't tell me, right? (laughs) I did not pass. So God does not have a physical body on here. However, God has a will and God has a desire and God has a plan and God has a work that he wants to do here on earth. Mm -hmm. He has so much that he wants to accomplish. There's a problem. He doesn't have a body to do it. And so what does he need? He needs a willing vessel, a willing mm-hmm. body, a body of a person who will say, I will lay down what I want to do. I'll lay down my will so that you, God, can do your will through my body. Mm-hmm. Folks, that's Christianity in yep. a nutshell. That's what it means to count the cost. That's what it means to pay the price. Mm-hmm. That is what you are called to biblically as a New Testament Christian, a Christian who does what Christ did. What did Christ do? He gave himself at all times and all things to the will of God. Well, and I think too. Round three. I'll try <laughs> one more time. No, it was good one and two. Let's just do the cherry on top. So another. Make you nervous. <laughs> <laughs> she became a goat real quick. <laughs> what zoo do we have going on here? It's a weird one. It is. Pig with pig goats, goats pork. and pork. Oh, I like pork. Pig is the name. <laughs> no. <Wait a> <laughs> um, no, but I think that so obviously. I don't know, like it's a sacrifice, I guess, of us even doing a podcast. So like it takes a lot of time, a lot of effort. But also one of those things that I've realized through this is that 
everything that you do will bring him, bring you closer to him. Yeah. So doing podcasts, obviously, like, I don't know, I can't speak for Rachel, but... I you usually do. Like, I usually do. <laughs> but, like, I've had to actually learn more things because yeah. when you're giving content to people, you need to know what yeah. you're talking about. Yeah. And so even though I would have... I know the stories. I know the things. Like, you really, really know, know them. them. Yeah. You can't teach them if you, unless you know yeah. them. And so it's challenged me to get closer to him just because I gave up my wants to do things yeah. throughout the week and yeah. do a podcast. Yeah. yeah, there are plenty of uh, days. I'm sure you can attest to this, too. Like, plenty, especially Sundays. Like, I come home at the end of a day and I'm so tired. Mm -hmm. And I just want to sink into that bed mm -hmm. or watch TV or mm -hmm. eat a bucket of ice cream or something. Mm -hmm. That's good. And... <laughs> <laughs> Amen. <laughs> and yet there's something God wants to accomplish. There's mm -hmm. something that needs written, something that needs published, something that needs worked on. Yep. And so a lot of times I have to, again, set my will aside, mm -hmm. set that desire aside, set my relaxation aside so that his will can be done. Mm -hmm. And in the end, it's not what I wanted to do, but it felt good. Mm -hmm. It was mm -hmm. worth it. Yeah. And I'm glad I did it. And like you said, it brings you to such a closer relationship with him. Well, that and like, I don't know about you guys, but like a lot of times when I write, I'm not a very good writer. Like I'm not like, that's not me. Usually it has to come from him or else it's just nothing. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, and so I have to have that relation with relationship with him to be able to write those yeah. things. Yep. So if I'm not close to him, there's not things to get. And really like that goes back to Jesus. That's really a really cool example because Jesus, like we think of Jesus as God and he was. And yet Jesus never said what he wanted to say. Mm -hmm. And so constantly Jesus is teaching, constantly he's giving commands, constantly he's he's talking to people and one-on-one -on -one to giant crowds of people, right? He's constantly teaching. And so how did Jesus know how did Jesus have content? Yeah. How did Jesus have words? It yeah. wasn't because he went and studied, it wasn't because he hey he mustered up words in himself. Mm -hmm. It was exactly what Jamie just said. How did Jesus teach? He stayed in tune and in sync with God. Yeah. He knew God the Father, and God the Father told him at all times to say what it was that Jesus said. Yeah. That was the answer. I know that. Do you know how many preachers, hello preachers, do you know how many preachers need to hear that? I'm sorry, this is important. Do I, need to, I need to harp somebody. Do we need Not to have the Herald a megaphone? Angels. Uh, <laughs> listen, this is what it means to preach. It's mm -hmm. to allow God to say his words through your voice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so if you have nothing to say, it's because you've not spent time getting to know his voice. <laughs> I've said under my entire life, I, I shouldn't say that. I've said many times under preaching mm -hmm. that has been nothing more than mere man's words. Yeah. Listen, I can listen to any radio station. I can listen to any podcast. I can read any book and hear mere man's words. What yeah. I need to hear from is God. Now, that doesn't mean hacking and spitting or jumping or hooting mm -hmm. or hollering or whatever it is you think that means. What does that mean? It means... You have been in sync with God. You've allowed yourself to get to know him and he's become uh, useful within you. And so he gives the mm -hmm. content. Yep. That's what this world needs is to hear from him. And so I caution, I caution you guys. I mm -hmm. caution myself. I caution anyone who uh, speaks on behalf of God and his word. Make sure it's his word. Yeah. Make sure you're knowing him. Make sure you're growing in him. Make sure you have content. Where's that content come from? Not from, not from mustering up in yourself. No. That content comes from, from being in communion with God. Mm -hmm. That was Jesus' key. And the okay, thing is, now I stop. Well, that can come from different <laughs> areas as well. Yeah. So like there's been times that I've gotten a podcast from song right. or from a Absolutely. another podcast yeah. or yeah. preaching. Like it's not all gonna come from But just... it always comes from seeking him. Yes. Mm -hmm. Like that's where that's the bottom line. Because I think that's I think that's exactly it. Because a lot of times we're like, well, I have to read my Bible. And yes, you should read your mm -hmm. Bible, but he may be wanting to speak to you through a conversation with your neighbor, but you're yep. afraid to go talk to your neighbor. Yep. Or he may want to speak to you through a song, but yep. you're not listening to 
is constantly being in communion with him. That mm-hmm. is how we get to know him. And that's how we can speak of him is by knowing him. Mm-hmm. I don't remember. What did you say the other day? You were like, you know, when I type, I'm typing until he does something. And then when I feel like there's nothing. Yeah. <laughs> like you always make fun of me because I have like the shortest podcast. Yeah. But I really feel like a lot of the times, like especially the writing assignment, like it was like God's giving me the words. And I'm like, yeah, this is good. This is from God. And then like he's just like done. And I'm like, done. <laughs> I have nothing more to say. So that's, that's why mine are short. God, God speaks quickly to me. I don't know what I feel about that, but I want to let her slide on that point. So any other costs or any other thoughts on costly Christianity? Like, has there ever been a time in your guys' life where you convinced yourself you wouldn't have to pay a price? Like, you decided to be a Christian without doing that? You've, I, you've cut some... Cut I, some. I feel like you'd be lying if you said no. Yeah, sure. Because, like, I feel like even if there's not a pinpointed spot in your life where you think that, you know, you recognize this, I think all of us think, oh, well, that's not my job. That's someone else's job. Yeah, sure. And that's... I think that's the main, like like showing of that is yeah. like when you're in the church and someone's like, Oh, well this person, you need to shake this person's hand or that. Well, yeah. I'm not the greeter. Yeah. I'm not this person. Do you know what I mean? One of my um, mentors um, said this and it, it really, he said this and I was like, that's actually how I live. Like that actually means a whole lot to me. And that I would say that line, I've never had a coinage for it. Excuse me, but I live by this. And this is a statement. He said, never leave a sink in the, Never leave a dish mm-hmm. in the sink. Never leave a sink in the dish. That would be, that would be very difficult to do. It's a big dish. <laughs> Never leave a dish in the sink. Mm-hmm. That is how we should live our lives. What's that mean? If there's something that needs done, go do it. Mm-hmm. Don't expect someone else to do it. Now, apply that spiritually. Mm-hmm. If God wants your neighbor witness to, don't expect someone else to do it. Yeah. Don't, don't just expect it to be done. If someone wants you to go sit with someone different at lunch, don't just expect it'll happen. Be the one to do it. Mm-hmm. If someone, if no one's testifying in church, but you know God's been good, don't just sit there. Yep. Be the one to do it. Yep. If there's a dish in the sink, do it. Mm-hmm. If there's something, if God wants something to be done, be the first one to sign up. We have a, a gentleman here that comes to church. I just love the guy. He's hilarious. But he uh, he constantly tells me that he will always, if no one else is going to do it, if no one else will jump up or look stupid or be the first, he will do it. No matter mm-hmm. how dumb he looks. And he has before. Bless mm-hmm. his heart. Yep. Uh, and so that should be all of us. Like yeah. we should all be willing, chomping at the bit to make God known. No yeah. matter how foolish we may look. Yep. Always do the job. And that's um, something that I learned, like, I think a while ago we were doing, um, when we were doing still audio ones, just us talking podcasts. Audio. Audio. Yeah. Anyway, (laughs) they make fun of me for the way I say audio. Anyway, just keep saying it. (laughs) But we were talking about, like, what our gift was, and I wasn't able to find, like, what's my gift? Because, like, I'm not, you know, a singer. I'm not this. I'm not, like, so trying to find that. And it was me being a minion, me doing the job that nobody else wants to do. And that's the thing is always assume you're going to have to do the job that nobody wants. That would be the... uh craigslist ad for minions yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. always assume you're gonna be the one to do it yeah, no matter what and then when someone else does it you're like wow yeah. god bless you yeah. you know what i mean and so i think that's the thing is we are never um we're so entitled nowadays we yeah. think i'm below that absolutely but it needs done yeah. and so be the one to do it yeah and i think i think i mean you guys are really perfect examples of this but i think there's really just such a fulfillment and getting to serve oh, yeah. once you get a taste of it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like even uh, I love not, and I don't say this to toot my horn. I really so enjoy taking people's plates after they're finished eating lunch mm-hmm. or just getting to serve in the food line. Like I just, I, I love, I would almost rather do that sometimes than sing or preach. Like I yeah. just so enjoy that. And the reason is that's Christ through me. Like Jesus mm-hmm. literally said, the son of man did not come to be served. He came to serve. Yep. And so, again, Josh is selfish. Josh would much rather sit down and eat his food and 
hurry and take a nap somewhere mm. or drink the coffee CJ didn't mm. bring me. Wow, CJ. Uh, but instead... I've laid down my will and now I get to serve. And now it's such a yep. joy and such a fulfillment from doing that. And so uh, it's exciting. You yeah. really do. When you let go of yourself and what you think you deserve. and He'll like, he'll make you into a new creature. Oh, yeah. Like, that's the thing. Like, we, I don't know what we think that means. I think a lot yeah. of times in church we think that means, well, I, I used to smoke. Now I won't smoke. I used to cuss. Now I won't cuss. Yeah. I used to drink it. Now I don't drink. Yeah, but it's a lot more than that. Yeah. Like it literally is taking you from that selfish person you used to be, that self-centered person you used to be, mm-hmm. that person who always wanted to do their will, their way, their works. And making you into someone who wants to do what God wants yeah. at all times and all ways. That's what that means. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's kind of a like a checkout point because if you're doing these things, like, you know, we give you these things, lists, if you will, and you're doing them, you're like, well, I sacrificed. Gold so star. like, Gold yeah, star. exactly. <laughs> but like, that's not what we're talking yeah. about. You'll have a fulfillment of, of humility, really, yeah, when you do these absolutely. things. Well, I was actually, um, I'm a little far behind on the uh, devotion that we have for the church. I have like some other things that I do. So I've I'm, fallen behind as well. I yeah. admit. So like, confessions from you. <laughs> I don't do the oh! <laughs> <You're sinner. laughs> We judge you. <laughs> now we're talking over here. No, but um, in the devotion, it's like, I, it's real far back. But the devotion was, it was talking about how there was a person that had like a really good life and they like, they gave everything to Jesus. They were like constantly doing amazing things. And some women at the church were like, I wonder if he gets ever, ever gets prideful about it. And so they went and asked his wife and he, she's like, I don't know, maybe I'll ask him. And so she asked him, she's like, do you ever get prideful? And he's like, for what? <laughs> <laughs> and like all the amazing things. He's like, yeah. well, I didn't think that was mine to be prideful of. Yeah. You know I mean? So yeah. that's and the that way you should be, be thinking about yeah. it. And I think our kind of like you said, like our answer to this, we just muster up fake humility mm-hmm. and like, yeah. no, yeah. it literally just results. Right. Like yeah. it literally just mm-hmm. comes from it being him, not you. Yeah. That's the difference. And that yeah. should be in all things. Peace, contentment, joy, long suffering. Like if you're trying to be joyful, you're going to try to be joyful <laughs> all you want to. But when Jesus really is your joy, it just, it oozes out of you. It like, oozes. ooh, that's not good. But it, it literally yeah. just found it just is. It just yeah. is. Like it just is. Yeah. Absolutely. And you don't have to like, you don't have to make people think that you have it. Yeah. yeah. They're just going to be like, oh, that's, that's a joyful person. Oh, okay. You'll say it's down in your heart. Mm-hmm. Where? Where? Down in your heart. Where? Where? We just did this. Did, did we really? Not us. We did it with oh, our moms. Oh, yeah, we did because there's oh. a joy. Really? Yeah. I feel so cheap now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was a, there was a tack. Knock tack. off. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> <laughs> All right, friends. Well, thanks so much for tuning in this week for the NYC guy, guys. Um, mm-hmm. So this is this wraps up April, right? Yep. I yep. don't think there's another week after this. Um, yep. So this wraps up April. We hope you've enjoyed Counting the Cost. Mm-hmm. Yep. Ca- the Cost of Christianity. I know our titles. The Cost of Christianity. You, you wrote it. I know. Uh, <laughs> Next month, though, we are super, super excited. So during the month of May, we're actually going to be diving into our theme for camp. We just revealed that uh, back at the beginning of the month. Mm -hmm. Uh, But we're really excited to just kind of break apart and just kind of evaluate what exactly a shadow kingdom is. Next month's going to be so much fun. I'm really, really excited uh, just to kind of round table and just kind of discuss uh, what this theme looks like and how it's going to look at camp and kind of give you some hints. Maybe we'll uh, throw a few surprises or secrets along mm-hmm. the way. Maybe give you some ways to earn tickets. Mm-hmm. Uh, so make sure to share with your friends. I mean, even if you don't want them to get tickets, you should still share them because Jesus is important. I was, I thought you were uh, saying, well, maybe you don't have friends. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been better. Uh, I could just see Amy. She's like, I would share this, but I don't want them to get tickets. So, uh, so anyways, make sure to share this podcast, encourage someone else. Mm-hmm. Uh, until next time, we'll see you. Bye. Bye.